Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Did you know that there were states that require you to determine if non resident withholding is necessary for your vendors prior to the first payment? Well, last week I talked about California and this week is the state of Pennsylvania. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 95. Do you need to collect the Pennsylvania REV-1832 form when setting up new vendors? In last week's podcast episode 94 called Do You Need to Collect the California 587 or 590 forms when setting up new vendors, I talked about California sourced income being paid to residents and non-residents and how payers need to determine whether they need to apply non-resident withholding to vendors prior to the first payment. Well, Nebraska and Pennsylvania have similar requirements. And so today I will discuss Pennsylvania income source rules so you can determine if your company needs to look further into determining whether to collect the Pennsylvania REV 1832 form, or it's really called the Pennsylvania 1099 MISC withholding exemption certificate, um, whether or not you need to collect that during the vendor setup process. So let's go ahead and get started by first talking about what is Pennsylvania sourced income. So according to the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue, and I will put a link to this in um, the show notes, income from activity performed or property located in the state is considered Pennsylvania source income. Payments for goods are exempt like they are on most federal and state income tax. However, it does include compensation. So that would be non-employee compensation, which is what you would pay your vendors. It also includes net gains from disposition of properties, net profits, net gains from rent, royalties, patents and copyrights, interest, dividend, 
estate and trust income along with gambling income. So those are the eight classes of income for Pennsylvania. And while you may have been familiar with California's requirements and the 587 and 590 form, this one may be a little new to you because it's actually pretty new. It's It's been since January 1st, 2018, and effective that date, non-resident withholding for 1099 income has been required for Pennsylvania sourced income. Now, the withholding rate is 3.07%. And it is optional for or where total payments during a calendar year is below $5,000. However, my recommendation is to withhold anyway, especially if it's during the first three quarters of the year, since unexpected payments can be made um, through year end. And for more information on how to remit non-resident withholding to Pennsylvania, I'll put a link to their e system in the um, show notes. So if your payment to vendors includes any of those eight classes of income, such as non-employee, non-wage compensation, for example, and your company is located or the activity is performed in Pennsylvania um, and the vendor is not a resident of Pennsylvania, if you do not withhold non-resident withholding um, taxes, you may need to collect the Pennsylvania 1099 MISC withholding exemption certificate from your vendors if you do not withhold income tax and remit it to Pennsylvania. So let's talk about the Pennsylvania 1099 MISC withholding exemption certificate or the REV-1832 form. So the purpose of this form is to document. If you fail to withhold where required, the Department of Revenue for Pennsylvania can make your company liable for the amount that should have been withheld. And then on top of that, they're gonna add both penalties and interest. So for that reason, you need to document the reason that you did not withhold and you do that using the Pennsylvania 1099 MISC withholding exemption certificate. This form should be required when non-resident withholding is not withheld and remitted to the state for eligible payments and the vendor completes this form. So I do have a copy of the form that you can, and I'll have a link to a copy of the form in the um, show notes, but I do have a graphic um, on the blog for this podcast that shows the um, picture of the or the visual of the form that shows the exemption reason. And so looking at that graphic, you can see that it shows it gives the vendors um, boxes that they can select the exemption reason for not having you withhold. And that includes whether they're an individual um, and they are a Pennsylvania resident, whether it's a trust and they're a Pennsylvania resident and a state and they're a Pennsylvania resident, or they're just not subject to Pennsylvania income tax. And the exemptions um, for not being subject to their income tax include those payees that are a corporation, those payees that are a partnership or multi-member limited liability company um, where the payee is a non-resident 
but they don't have a, any PA sourced income, um, where the payee is a disregarded entity owned by a corporation or a partnership or a PA resident, all of whom are exempt from the non-resident withholding, or if there, there could be another reason and they give you an option to select other. And so the vendor would need to select that, would need to complete this form and sign it. Now, along with the vendor completing the form, your payee information, just like if you listen to Podcast 94 for the California 587 or 590 form, your payor information has to go on there. And so you can pre-populate that information before sending the form. And then, of course, the vendor will complete their payee information, the exemption reason, sign and date the form, and then send that back to you. Now, as normal, you need to check with your company's leadership or tax professional. You want to verify whether your company needs to determine PA non-resident withholding from your vendors. Um, Eligibility can be based on where your company is located or where their services are being performed. There can be different factors that go into there. So make sure you check with your tax professional. And again, we don't want to have additional forms that are not required during the vendor setup process because that can cause additional delays and questions. So it's best to verify in advance. And if you are required um, to collect those forms, make sure that you provide training to your vendor maintenance and your AP help desk team. Um, This will keep your team updated and also just arm them with the information required to respond to requests for that form. Create a frequently asked questions, FAQ, or desktop procedure with prepared responses that can be copied and pasted in emails or used when speaking to vendors or internal employees on the phone. If you need a desktop procedure, I will put a link to a template that I have um, that you can download for free. And then also make it a requirement and add it to your vendor setup and maintenance policy or your AP policy for your internal employees to know what is required for vendor setup. And this is especially true if you are adding um, this Pennsylvania form to what you uh, currently require. And that that can be the case for most of you since this is fairly new, um, a fairly new requirement, or if your company just relocated to Pennsylvania, um, you need to make sure that your internal employees, especially if they're collecting the vendor documents uh, to send to you that they know what's required and why. And another thing I want to mention too is if you have a vendor self-registration portal or are in the process of implementing one, make sure you include this form as part of the required documents. Now, some of the companies, uh, third-party vendors out there can build the form and make it interactive um, for you. Others will uh, 
uh, only be able to require um, the form or have a way for you to let the vendor know what is required, whether they can um, uh, tell by the document type that they've uploaded that specific form or whether they just require a form to be uploaded and you hope that that's what they upload. In any event, just make sure that you speak with your third party provider for your vendor self-registration portal and let them know and see what they can do for you because there there are providers out there that can um, either make it interactive or make it so that the document type can identify um, what um, what form is being uploaded so you have a better uh, chance of getting what you need when the vendor initially registers. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 95th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.